the System Save Me podcast shares how business owners navigate their way to success through processes, systems, and routines. Your host, Jordan Gill, is behind the scenes of top business owners who travel the world while earning six and seven figures a year. There's a method to the madness. It's called systems. So let's get down to business. Welcome to episode number 87, where I'm going to be talking about the lessons I've learned from attending over 30 events the past year. It's a a lot of goodness, guys. And especially if you're wanting to have some events on your schedule for 2018, then you're going to want to hear about this. If this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a regular, fantastic. Either way, we'd love it if you left us a review on iTunes as we love hearing from our listeners. And if you don't want to miss out on the next episodes, be sure to subscribe or go to systemsaveme.com for show notes and freebies. Now, you might be thinking, Jordan, are you on crack? Why did you go to 30 events in one year? And there's more than one reason that I go to events. And You know, some of them may sound silly or strange, um, but I am just an events person and it can be really difficult for me to run an online business because that means that I do have to spend a lot of time at home, a lot of time by myself, a lot of time not meeting new people. So I really make a point to go out into the community, whether it's here in Dallas where I reside or other places I I really want to make connections. And so it really wasn't part of my strategy to say, oh, I want to go to 30 events this year. Uh, It just really, events just pop up in my life from, you know, people saying, hey, do you want to go in and go to this luncheon tomorrow? Or do you want to go and do this next week? To where I knew in April, May that I was going to this event in November. So it really... It really depends. And I I want to preface this by saying that, no, I'm not spending like bajillions of dollars on event tickets and hotels and flights and all that stuff. There are ways to, you know, kind of do the event circuit, but do it in a way that's cost effective and um, helpful. So first things first, honestly, one of the main reasons that I go to so many events is because... I have discovered that my business does better when I am at events, which sounds really strange because I'm not really working. And that's what's the weirdest part about it is I'm, you know, meeting people and and gaining new content and learning and enjoying and, and all that stuff. So I'm not really on my computer, my laptop, you know, I just checked my, uh, my, time. I actually have rescue time on my, on my computers. And it literally said that I worked seven hours last week. Uh, and that's because I flew out on Wednesday and I got back on Saturday. And so I really, it's the strangest phenomenon. Not only do I mean, you know, I get clients from events or I make, you know, connections and stuff like that, but I get emails and I get random Stripe notifications and I get all of these things when I'm at events. And I kid you not, when I'm sitting here down in Dallas, I love Dallas, but when I'm sitting down here in Dallas, just in my own little space, things like that just don't happen very often. And so I've taken that into account and noticed that. And so events probably will always be part of my business strategy 
And again, it doesn't necessarily have to do with the content, but more or less it has to do with connections. But generally speaking, my business just is better. And it could be this, this weird counterintuitive thing where, you know, we have to work, 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 work all the time. And I understand that I'm, I'm a recovering workaholic, but when I am happy, when I'm in high vibes with really killer people, my business just grows itself. Like it just, it's, it's really weird, you guys. So anyway, that's honestly the number one reason why I go to so many events every year and that I will continue to make them a part of my strategy um, in the upcoming years as well. And I, uh, this past event in Vegas was uh, really great. You know, Vegas isn't necessarily my cup, you know, my big cup of tea, but uh, the actual conference itself and some of the people who would be there would be ideal clients or people that I just would like to connect with. And that would be really cool. So, you know, when we got there, you know, I stayed in a room with three other girls, other women, which was super fun. Um, and I got really close with them and two of the women I knew before one I didn't got to know her. We, you know, spent time in different cliques, you know, a few of us were VIP, a few of us weren't, uh, there were ones who wanted to go do this and go do that and, and whatnot. So it was really fun. And I just, you know, I didn't really recognize how strategic I am with events and how, I clearly have an obsession because, you know, we, I was talking with the girls in, in the room and they're just like, I can't believe you've been to that many events. Like, what? Why? And, you know, I started to talk to them, explain to them. They're like, we just want to know what events we want, you know, we should go to, which ones we should avoid, which ones all this stuff. And honestly, I couldn't even tell you that, you know, there are some events that I went to that other people loved and vice versa. So, it really comes down to knowing what you want to get out of the event, so your intention, but also, you know, what brings you joy at the events. Um, so not necessarily just thinking about the content, but who are the pe types of people that are going to be there? What um, activities are you going to be able to do? Um, and stuff like that. So I think when people think of events, they really just think of content, uh, some of, some people to think about networking, you know, but really not everybody thinks past the content. And, you know, I just want to share some of the strategic things that I think about when I'm going to events and uh, hopefully it can be of, of help to you. So one of the things that I do, and this may sound strange, is that I sit normally in the last few rows or on like the outer edges of events. Why do you do that? Well, I do that because that is that tends to be where people who are either speakers or high have high influential status sit. They sit there because they one don't want to um, take up room, you know, in the front and where people should be engaged. So they just kind of are chameleons in the back, and also they have to step out a lot for phone calls or whatever reasons. So I always, pretty much always, sit in the outer edges or the corners. So that was true for this recent conference. And um, another thing that I do is I am very strategic about my wardrobe. And I wear my most, I guess, 
fancy outfit um, on the first day and gradually get more casual as the conference or event goes on. The reason for that is I want to establish authority from day one, but then I want to seem really approachable by day three. And I, I don't have any research backing this up, you guys. This is just my particular process, but I want people to notice me the first day and not in like a woo-woo, look at me, I'm super cool kind of way, but just in a, oh, she looks important, she looks like she knows what she's talking about, et cetera, et cetera. And it works really well. And, you know, I have people come up to me and introduce themselves. I go up and introduce myself to, pe- myself to people. And clothes matter. Like, if you just are looking like humdrum twiddly d, it's not people are going to think either your business is a hobby or they're going to just think that you don't take yourself seriously. Um, so, and I'm not talking about like, you know, having a boho wardrobe or stuff like that. I'm just talking about like, if your hair is crazy or whatever else, like you want to look presentable and whatever presentable is for you, that's what you want to do. It doesn't have to look like kind of the power outfits that I decide on. But it it just needs to be you and your power. And again, I don't know what that is for you, but uh, you definitely can just, I advise you just to go through Pinterest, honestly. Um, Another strategic thing that I do is I I don't go all fangirl. So a lot of times people will see people and (laughs) freak out. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I love you. You're so amazing. I follow you every day of my life and it's the greatest thing ever. And I think about you when I sleep and brush my teeth and drink my tea. It's like crazy. And it's too much. So I, when I recognize somebody that I either am like fangirling on the inside about, but, um, but who I really respect, I come at them in a very respectful way. Sometimes I don't even act like I know who they are, <laughs> um, which... Again, it depends on how I know their personality is, um, because if I followed them before, then I've picked up on stuff. But, um, you know, I I met with one of the speakers over lunch. Um, He was phenomenal. I had known of him because uh, he was in some of the marketing material. And then um, and we spoke and it was a really great conversation. And um, I just was like, great. And, And he wants to talk about doing a weekend intensive. And then I actually met with another guy. Um who I really admire, Stu McLaren. And if you love membership sites and all that goodness, then you should definitely follow him. He just came out with a podcast, Market Marketing Your Business, I believe is what it's called. And um, he is really, really phenomenal about building communities. And I've known about him actually since um, I worked for other online entrepreneurs. He was actually in a mastermind with one of my past clients. And so I was very, very, very familiar with him and his work. And I really respect him. And so, you know, I introduced myself like I, you know, don't know a lot about him, even though, you know, some of my friends uh, introduced me and um, it was really great. We had an awesome conversation actually about how we both like nerd out on packing, which is a whole nother story. But, um, but it was really awesome. And it was fun to talk with him about that because it wasn't what his normal conversations are, which is another strategy that I have. I don't want to have just the normal humdrum conversations um, with people. And I feel like a lot of folks appreciate when you aren't just coming up to them and asking them about what everyone asks them about. 
whether that's, you know, how did you get a successful business or what is your business? What is it that you do and, and whatnot? And not that you can't ask those questions. However, being really intentional with like, Hey, I am, you know, I take interest to, to you for more than, you know, just the average humdrum. And what I think is something that I, that I study and that I've studied literally since I was 14 years old with my first book of how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. It's one of my favorite books. It is one of the most influential books in my life uh, because it's helped me start and maintain conversations and connections for the long haul. And again, y'all heard me say that connections are, are, connection, generally speaking, is a really big uh, core value for me and my business. And so, you know, if it's something that is a core value of yours, you're going to study and you're going to want to have that more in your life. You're going to want to have that present and you're going to want to get better at it. You know, I also talk about client experience being something that is very important to me. And I read up on that all the time, different companies, what are other companies doing? You know, thinking of when I I experience businesses just on, you know, the daily, if I go to Target or if I grab some coffee or coffee, I don't even drink coffee. If I drink some tea or whatever, I was like, what are my experiences and how can I, if it was a bad experience, avoid doing that? Or if it was a good experience, how can I emulate that? And so, again, just coming up with ways for you to start conversations with people that are different than what they are used to having. Um, So, like I said, I started talking about how I love to pack. Stu McLaren lit up and was like, oh my gosh, I love packing. And this is something I didn't even know he liked packing, but I just shared something weird about myself and, uh, and it ended up being something that we connected on, which was cool. So there's so many, so many other things that I've just learned throughout and people, one of the main questions I get about going to 30 events a year is how are you spending that much money on events? And honestly, there are a couple of things that I do to not be spending a ton of money on events. One of the things is basically buying the early bird ticket. I pretty much always am on the list of the different events that I want to go to or that I'm familiar with. And I always buy the early bird ticket, which is obviously always the cheapest price. Then um, another thing I do to keep costs down is I do um, have a Southwest credit card and I use my points that um, for my flights. So it's been a while since I've had to buy a flight outright. Um, but that's one way that I don't pay for flights. Uh, another thing I do is for hotels and lodging is I either stay at Airbnbs, which a lot of times are much cheaper than hotels. Or if I want to stay at the hotel, I buddy up. Like I had talked about earlier, I stayed with three other women at a hotel and, you know, I think each of us are only going to pay like 140 bucks each total for that, for that hotel for three nights. So really being strategic. Oh, and another thing is, um, I also pack snacks. So I go to Whole Foods, I get my favorite green tea, I get these protein bars for breakfast. I get some like, uh, Justin's dark chocolate and peanut butter, uh, candies, some little fruity candies, and then nuts. 
So if I'm craving anything, I just go to my little snack pack and I get it from there because a lot of times the stuff at hotels are expensive, the stuff in the airports are expensive, the stuff anywhere else is expensive. So I just pre-pack so that way, you know, I'm only paying for lunch and dinner and actually lunch was provided at this particular conference. So all I was paying for was dinner, legitimately. Uh, so that is another way that you can just bring the cost down to a manageable, a manageable, um, financial investment. But I also know that I tend to get clients from events. And so basically if I get one client, it more than covers the expenses of the event I went to. Uh, so that's like pretty much it as far as the different strategies and actual tactics that I use for going to these 30 events this past year. Not all of them were events that I liked. Majority of them were. And, you know, and that's okay. You know, uh, I think a lot of people are like, well, how do you know if it's good or not? You waste your time and all that. And if you feel like you're starting to waste your time in an event, either one, leave, or two, um, try and find a positive from it. So if you don't like the people, just focus on the content. Or if you don't like the content, focus on the people. Or try and reach out to someone in a Facebook group and say, hey, like anybody in, you know, Los Angeles, like I want to meet up with some people and start to connect with other people from other arenas if the conference itself is just not not where you want to be. So um I, you know, I'm not saying that everybody has to go to conferences, but I think it really is an amazing way to begin, you know, long-term connections and a really great way to maintain them as well. So hope you enjoyed listening and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to System Save Me. If you want to get the links to anything we talked about, go to systemsaveme.com. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you on the next episode.